0: Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible. Season 4 Military Maneuvers. The time is now around 1400 BC. Israel and their God now have a reputation for victory in battle among neighbouring nations. God comes up with strange military maneuvers, and when he is obeyed, the Hebrews have victory. Episode 2 Shout from the Mountains. Israel gathers now near Shechem at Mount Abel, meaning rocky, with the Ark of the Covenant and priests. The people stand behind them in their twelve groups, half of them to the side of the grey rocky Mount Abel, the other half to the side of the green tree-covered Mount Gerizim, meaning cut in two. Following the instructions given by Moses, Joshua leads the people in building an altar. The stones are not carved, just placed, and sacrifices are made. Now Joshua carves God's laws on a new set of stones in front of the people and reads them. The laws of God's blessings are shouted from the green tree-covered Mount Gerizim by one half of the people. The other people stand by the gray, rocky Mount Abel and shout in response the laws of God's curses. The physical territory is used to describe the scene, as well as the spiritual tone and message. High places are near God, while fertile and rocky mountains are metaphors of blessings or curses. Now a local tribe disguises themselves as travelers. They sully their appearance and carry moldy bread. They recount a tale of pilgrimage, saying they've heard about the famous Hebrew God. People don't trust the story, but Joshua does, and forgets God's instructions, and makes a peace treaty with them. The mistake is realized, but the treaty, made in God's name, cannot be broken. Joshua honors the treaty, but the tribe, from the city of Gibeon, meaning hilly, is now subject to the Hebrews. Now the Gibeonites must work as slaves with duties for the tabernacle. They are serving the Hebrew God who they had lied about looking for, but whose name now protects them. Now battles with locals ensue. Five local kings hear about the peace treaty with the Gibeonites and decide to attack Gibeon and the Hebrews. The Gibeonites who are under Israel's protection send word to Joshua. Now God makes the local Amorites panic when they see Israel's army approaching. God's armory includes the weather, and he duels against the Canaanite people's gods, the Baal weather gods. First hail strikes, and at the sound of Joshua's voice, the sun doesn't set for a whole day. Israel is victorious, and the five kings, who've now gone into hiding, are found and executed. 45 years have passed since Moses sent spies into Canaan. Now Israel takes its cities. Some are burned booty gathered, their kings and inhabitants killed. The tribe of giants at Hebron, who had frightened the spies decades earlier, are killed. Though some of the giants still remain in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. Now aged 85, Caleb, Joshua's fellow spy and valiant warrior, gets his allotted land, Hebron, meaning to join. This city and five others become cities of refuge, havens for people who accidentally kill someone. Joshua is also awarded land where he settles and he builds the city of Timnath-Serah. In this land, some of the strange words which Jacob had prophesied over his twelve sons, the tribes of Israel, are now being realized. Finally, after 14 years of war, the tabernacle is set up at Shiloh, meaning he who is to be sent peace or tranquil. Shiloh is mentioned by Jacob on his deathbed speech to his son Judah. The military strategy is underway. The troops have rallied and targets are secured. And Joshua sends all the warriors back to their homes but Hebrew tribes in the west construct an altar separate to God's tabernacle in Shiloh. There is an uproar as people think that they have built it for themselves, but they explain that the altar is called witness and it is to honor God. Finally, after 25 years in the land, Joshua, now 110, gives a farewell talk to all the tribes at Shechem. He reminds them all of what God has done for them and with them. He reminds them of God's first law to honour and serve him alone and to get rid of all other gods. The people pledge to serve God, so Joshua makes a covenant for them, writing it on stone and placing it under a tree. Finally, Joseph's coffin, brought from Egypt, is buried on land his father Jacob had bought centuries before in Shechem. The land is now given to Joseph's descendants, the inheritance of the tribes of Manasseh and Ephraim. Israel, with God's military might, strategy and power, defeat the locals who worship war gods Baals. But Israel still takes half-measures. Conquests continue, and tribe by tribe, Israel leaves inhabitants in the land to pay them tribute money and don't destroy all their gods. As foretold, the Hebrews start to worship Baal gods involving human sacrifice and degradation. You can read the story in the Bible book of Joshua, chapters 8, verse 30 through to chapter 24. The Bible library of 66 books brings together one interconnected story. You can view the big picture, the meta-narrative, the overall, or you can view the unique scene, the micro-story. It's a bit like using Google Earth, you can zoom in or you can zoom out. Once you start to see the story scenes in the Bible and characters in context of the greater whole, the overall picture has more depth and meaning. Listen in for the next instalment of the Ongoing Bible Story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries, and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word, and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.